Hello and welcome to another episode of Five Midfield. I'm Gav Mack. That's Steve Buck. How are you, dude? Mate, I'm good. I'm back home. In my end. As that sign says up there, we are hanging outside down near the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So I'm firmly back home where I belong and I haven't been here in quite a while. So it's uh, nostalgic on my part and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Me not liking. <laughs> um, nice t-shirt you got there, mate. I know, it's a sweet one, isn't it? It's funny. There was a guy that I met a few hours back and he took it out of the boot of his car. Oh, yeah? Yeah, fair play. I heard it's from the workwear shop in Northampton. Um, so, yeah, make sure you go down there. If you need any workwear and stuff or you want some shiny t-shirts going on, um, you could get it down there. And did you know as well, but if you put two up top, into Google. We come up first. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> I was about to tell you. I can't believe you know that already. That's brilliant. And you can subscribe to our channel if you see it going down the bottom of your screen right now at Tour Top Football on YouTube and it's on all social media as well. Right. It's five midfield. And today it's our five most shocking moments in football. Well, I think we're about to go on an emotional roller coaster of things that have happened Definitely. in football. And I'm I'm ready to go. Sure. I think you should go first. I think I might go first. So, Simon. my number five, and it's kind of fitting that I'm picking this one out and sitting in the location near the stadium that we're talking about here, is actually the Fabrice Mwamba incident. Ah. So, anyone that was watching this game knows exactly where they were when they saw it. And I'm the first person to tell you that when it first happened, I did not understand or appreciate quite what's going on yeah on i just thought i thought it just like you know you know when players go down uh, uh, with, you know they haven't been touched and you think, yeah ah hammy and then <laughs> there's not much movement you're thinking okay yeah. Yeah, this one's a serious injury it's real mm-hmm. and then one minute turns to two minutes three minutes six minutes 16 minutes you know it's a really bad way yeah um, yeah they, he was very fortunate that day that there was a cardiologist on site actually watching the game over at Whitehall Lane, come onto the pitch uh, and saved his life and kept resusing him pretty much until they got him to the hospital. But, you know, this was a guy that was perfectly healthy, perfectly fit, was mooted around as being a future England regular. Yeah, exactly. And was completely, you know, it almost is, lost his life, let alone losing his football career. It's definitely one of the most shocking moments in football. There's no two ways about it. Former Gooner as well. Um, I shouldn't say that. Shouldn't no, say you that. can't say that, Randy. Shouldn't say that. <laughs> um, who, who's your number four? So, my number four is the incident with Pepe versus Pepe. four? I mean, where do you start with this one? That was shocking! It is a full-on assault. So, for anyone that hasn't seen this, this is a guy that loses his brag on a regular basis. Pepe's no shrieking violent can, I, can I just like interject slightly he's not received a card for the last two seasons I don't know how he's done that he's obviously had like some anger management diary or something but <laughs> don't shoot the messenger yeah. <laughs> I think maybe he's just slipping the referees an extra 100 quid a game or something but well, I never did that yeah so this was a challenge that came in the box slides clean through the striker while the striker's on the floor then proceeds to kick him stamp on him punch him the referee then issues a red card and uh, Pepe then loses his rag and wonders why he got sent off. Hey, well, why did he do? Off. No one knows why. Um, who's your number three? So my number three was, it was the uh, Bradley Lowry incident. Ah, little Bradley. Stole the hearts of the nation. Yeah. And th- there's a thing about this. So everybody knows that, that 
what the kid was suffering with was uh, incurable. It's uh, an illness in the brain, which is, uh, you know, it comes during the whole pregnancy stage. So you can't treat it, it's too far inside the brain. It's part of his DNA. The children normally have a very, very, very short life expectancy and it's terribly, terribly sad. What this did was unite football. Mm. It didn't matter that he was a Sunderland fan. No. It didn't matter what stadium he went to, he was automatically accepted as one of their own and it united the entire football community, whether you're talking Premier League, lower league, well, leagues outside the world were then looking at their fan bases more yeah. and seeing what they could do to help. You look in the modern game now, you're getting more recognition for fans that have been around for far longer than what most have. Man mm. City had a 101-year-old fan come onto the pitch and get a standing ovation yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for last season. So the clubs are now trying to influence their communities a little bit more. And that all stems from what was a terribly sad incident, but one that fundamentally united football and brought it back down to earth. Mm. Yeah. Um, who's your number two? So my number two was the awful air crash of the Chapacuense team. How many people actually knew who Chapacuense were before this incident? Probably nobody. And what it's not good what happened we know no. this it's one of the most shocking things to ever happen in sport but once again the football community got itself together didn't they yeah. and did everything they could they were loaning players they were donating cash they were sorting out the families people were coming it's, out of retirement was, to keep them afloat it was such going. a nice thing it was amazing it was a true thing. And it's not the first air crash disaster that's happened. Man United fans will point to the Munich air crash. You've also got, I think it was the Torino air crash back in Italy. Yeah. That was in the in the, in the the 50s, 30s, 60s. Because apparently that was, like Juventus are Juventus now, but it was Torino. Yeah. And Torino's players at the time, they were they were meant to be the next crop. Yeah, they were the next um, crop. There's, there's, a, there's someone who's watching the show with us right now um, on, on via Twitter on Periscope and they had no idea who they were. And it's true. Nobody, no one ever heard of them. But how many people would have heard of them now? Oh my God, yeah. Exactly. And it's such a shame that it had to take something like that to make them known. But what, at the same time, it's everything that the football community clubbed together to make, yep. to make something happen yep. and, and try and bring it back to, it's, showing, it's almost like showing a bit of humility behind it, isn't and it? And you have to look at the scale of it. You know, this was a side that was going off to a final. Mm-hmm. It had been it had achieved success that it wasn't really planned for in the first place, and to lose pretty much every single player, I think, other than one, yeah, yeah, it was decimated. That it wasn't like they lost five or six or seven. They started eleven. They lost the entire team, yeah. other than one player. One player. It's bad, isn't it? Um, so, yeah. Who's your number one? Shocking My number one most shocking moment is the uh, Hillsborough disaster. So everybody has heard of it. Um, we could have referenced some other disasters as well, but the Hillsborough disaster for me uh, still hasn't got justice. Mm -hmm. It's on everybody's lips every year. No one has really done anything about it, but it did bring about huge changes in English football. You know, gone were the the gated terraces. Yeah, in came seating, better crowd control, mm -hmm. better control over ticket allocations and touting. Um, you still get elements of that now, but you know, it's far better controlled to minimise what we saw, which was a horrendous loss of life. It's another one where where the football community gets together as well, isn't it? Where they where they bring everyone together and try and make something 
you know, try and find a level of positivity to come from such a tragic situation that happened. And um, yeah, it's, um, it's it's a shocking moment in sport, isn't it? It's it's, um, it's exactly what this what this subject is. Right, um, I'm gonna like you have yours. Well, you've gone a little bit morbid. Um, I'm not I gonna did, lie. So you need um, to bring so me out of this. I had to try and bring it back. Um, Rob Curry's watching the show, looking great, lads. Yay, stop it. Stop it. That's it, it's the t shirt, so Robert. Yeah, it, let's bring it back. Right, so my number five, um, is that moment. Oh, England versus Germany, well, World Cup Frank 2010. Lampard. Frank Lampard bought one back just before half time. How it was, we're back in the game. We're back in the game. Um, look at that. I mean, which, which is, is a shock that Lampard has admitted he scored, that the referee got it wrong, that the linesman got it wrong. How? Well, Ghana technology came in, in time for the next World Cup. So, therefore, it's a shocking moment, but we dealt with it and I'm happy about it. Um, that's technically number five. And I've sort of got, got a, like a, a joint fifth. Um, so, I've gone one, two, three, joint five. That's what it is. Okay. Um, because joint oh. five is is this moment. It's the it's Roy Carroll. It's the Pedro Mendes goal. The Pedro Mendes goal, which I think put us one new up at the time um, for Tottenham yep. against Manchester United. And that, if that goal stood, it would have meant a lot towards the Arsenal and their title challenge that season in the 0-2-0-3 season. So I am, I'm, honestly, I haven't got over it yet. Neither have I. I can tell you exactly where I was. I was sitting next to a Manchester United fan when that goal went in, who just happened to be my best mate at the time. And when he was fishing the ball out of his own net and looking around the place, looking at the how sheepish the was he as well? That's what he kills looked so it. nervous. And the referee waves play on, and there's me literally losing my rag in the local boozer. Yeah, completely lost. It's so my funny. Head. Like we're both sat here, you know, representing the whole of North London. Yep. And we had reasons to hate that decision for different situations. Shocking references, and it was a shocking moment in football. Um, number three is the world famous kung fu kick. See, I still can't get my head around the Cantona incident. And we were talking about this offline. What drives any man, let alone a player, to lose your rag that badly that you want to leapfrog the first three rows and just launch into somebody? Eric Cantona. I want to know what happened. Eve said, I don't like your, your black shirt with the yellow writing. I prefer it when you're wearing red. And he was like, what? No. Um, and then went out there and, and started chopping people up. No. But honestly, I, re I remember, I must have been about eight, seven or eight. I remember seeing the newspaper article and the lad who it happened to, he stood there like with his shirt open and he's seeing all these like, like, stub block yeah, boot marks stub on his chest. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Um, Cantona drank a lot of beer after that in the adverts. Oh, yeah. I think he took a lot of therapy. Yeah, he did. Now he's like the ambassador of Cronenberg. Number two on my list, Ronnie Rosenthal. Oh, that miss. In the first ever season of the, of the Premier League, it was against Aston Villa. Um, he's rounded the keeper. He's got an open goal. What's he doing? Why don't you just run it up to the goal line? Just nod it in. I'm all out. Can't do it. I'm all out. Yeah, can't do it. Um, that's enough for that one. Uh, but my number one most shocking moment in football um, is my, my personal most shocking moment in football is involving Aston Villa again. And they were playing against... I think for the Villa at the minute, yeah. 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 They're great on FM. Um, 
and Newcastle United. Kieran Dyer and Lee Bowyer. Oh, the full punch-up on the pitch. Absolute the scrappage. Teammates. I know. And they both got sent off. And yeah. Gareth Barry's trying to be like, oh, come on, mate. And Stephen Carr's like, come on, mate. And Nicky Butt's like, oh, what's going on over here? You know. Bowie was literally foaming at the mouth and it was, trying to eat him at that point. It was all because he wanted to play a pass. It was like, why don't you pass it to me? And he goes, because you're shh. Cousin it. And I was like, wow, that's actually savage. Um, and to be fair... Mid-game as well. It's not even a training game. This, this is, is before half-time. This is before half-time. Yeah. But when he said that about him, is he is he lying? I don't think he is. No, he's I not. Think he is, but no, he's being not. nice. He wasn't a very good footballer. Um, but yeah, there are uh, most shocking moments in, in, in football. And I'm sure there are one million more shocking moments, but they're our ones. So if you've got shocking moments in football, feel free to, to tweet us, you know, or pop us a slide a little DM on the Instagram or on, uh, on, on YouTube, you know, follow us and subscribe to our channel, put it in the comments. Don't forget to like and share our stuff as well. And if you've got any ideas on what you would like us to do for a top five, by all means, once again, let us know. Tweet, Facebook, you know, any social media, even on, even on Twitch. Yeah. So, yeah, literally any any social media, at Two at Top Football. And did you know, if you put Two at Top into Google, I mean, comes at first, ta -ra.